Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 50 of Cinema Rogues. Today, we're talking The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, starring Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As always, I am joined by Andrew, and as always, I awkwardly introduce him. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, um, as always, uh, please go check out Board Game Barbarians. Um, I'm on an episode, so yay. You are in an also, episode that I need to edit and upload still also it's pretty good when i'm not there so uh, it's just good all the time just good yeah good sauce exactly. good sauce all the time um uh check out Sidetail studios on youtube um you can see me play games uh, i haven't uploaded anything new in a while but whatever uh check it out anyway it's there and then as a what's that i said it's there it's there uh and as always check out retro warriors um the the podcast that launched us into stardom into stardom oh dude hey that uh speaking of of launching um i went and checked the the stats today and we're at 1995 all-time downloads nice man that's good yeah yeah we hit a thousand like in december and since then we've almost hit a thousand again that's awesome yeah uh yeah i was excited about that um anyway what have you been watching since the last time we talked? Let's see. I watched, I purchased and watched Speed Racer because it was $5. So how could I say no? Had you seen it before? Yeah. I like that movie. Oh, okay. Now, I, I've only seen it the one time. Um, and that was like three years ago. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I, I enjoy that movie. Um, I also purchased and watched The Page Master. Uh, Macaulay Culkin movie? Yeah, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I don't know that I've ever seen it. It's all right. To be honest. It's an, it's an all right movie. Yeah. Uh, doesn't he get animated in that movie? Yeah, he like hits his head and gets animated. Oh. Uh-huh. Yep. Hey, uh, for our listeners, if you ever hit your head and get animated, go to the doctor. Yeah. Don't just, uh, talk to Christopher Lloyd and then go home. Because that's <laughs> what he does. Uh, yeah, definitely don't do that. If you're seeing Christopher Lloyd, also go to the doctor. Yes. Uh, and then I've been watching Righteous Gemstones on HBO Max. Uh, what's that about? Like, I've heard the name, but... It is about a mega church, like the family that, that runs a mega church, and comedy ensues for how shitty they are. To each other? Just, or how shitty they are in general? Just in general. And how shitty they are to each other. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, sounds, sounds interesting. Is it a comedy? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's a dark comedy. Dark Ooh. comedy. Is it produced by Warner Brothers? I mean, it's an HBO Max show, so... Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right. I uh, finished Halo Season 1. Nice. How was it? Uh, which, it, you know what? It went its own direction with its own sort of mythology. Um, and okay, I, I'm into it. It was, it was enjoyable. Um, at the end, there's a cliffhanger um, that I didn't, that I wanted to know more about. And I was mad that that was the last episode. Mm. I, I was confused that it was the last episode because it was episode nine. Yeah. I was like, surely they didn't—they didn't just make nine episodes, but yeah, that's what happened. Oh, okay. 
So they're really ban- so. banking on that season two. Yeah, yeah, which has already been greenlit. So. Okay, well, at least you got that. Yeah, they announced season two before season one aired. So it, yeah, I I'll check out season two. It hasn't it hasn't lost me yet. That's good. Um, we started watching the Star Trek Strange New Worlds. How's that? Oh, it's really good. It's really enjoyable. Nice. Each uh, each story is self contained. There is like a sort of general through line. Um, I don't know how much you know about like the old show, like the old old original series. Mm-hmm. I've watched uh, it. Well, you know how they had like a pilot uh, episode, yes, and then they had to redo the whole thing. And like in the original pilot episode, like it was Captain Pike, mm-hmm. yeah, and like Spock was there, and then in the um the the premiere episode or one of the episodes in in the first season they they catch up with captain pike and he's like all like fucking disfigured and in a wheelchair and shit okay i don't remember that but Um, i believe you okay (laughs) well um star trek strange new worlds deals with the crew um in in that pike era um but he is also at some point uh, not to be too spoilery given the information about his future that is you know canon Mm -hmm. right and so there's sort of a through line through the episodes of him sort of dealing with knowing what's going to happen to him in the near future. Yeah. Um, but each of the stories are self-contained and, and deal with discrete problems, which is really, really cool to see episodic Star Trek again. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. What else have you been watching? Uh, finished Picard season two, um, and it was okay. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, that seems to be the consensus of people yeah, like, not liking it or thinking it's okay. Yeah, like it wasn't it wasn't as awful as like the the headlines would would have you believe or whatnot. Yeah, um, you know it was it was entertaining. Um, it's just also was kind of uh, I don't know lackluster. Yeah, you know, um, the the resolution was small potatoes compared to the first season, I guess. Okay. Um. But it also did make me a little emotional because it was a scene, you know, with, with Q and Captain Picard, right? Yeah. And with any of these characters, anytime they're saying goodbye on a series, you know it's like the last time. Like, the, he may or may not show up in season three, but likely not, right? Right. Picard, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, Picard, no, uh, <laughs> Q. Like, uh, so... So there's some of that, you know, in nostalgia. And I'm sure season three of Picard is going to be just like a nostalgia fest with all the, uh, most of the returning, you know, main cast or whatnot. Yeah. Um, so whatever <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fine coda to the, to the next generation story. Um, anyway, and then parks and rec, we are almost into the last season. I think, um, uh, Ron just had his kid. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. We were, we were talking about, uh, we're, uh Chris and I were talking about that at dinner today. Cause we've been talking about like our wedding plans or whatnot. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and our, our sort of idea is, or Kristen was like, I don't know. It just feels like a really private thing that really doesn't concern anybody but us. So and I was like, Oh, okay. So like, Ron Swanson and she goes yeah the other day when we were watching that scene where he was like this is my son John redacted middle name Swanson <laughs> he was born some time ago weighed some pounds and a few ounces 
and that's all you need to know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, okay, fair enough. Um, I think we, I think we've narrowed it down to like, we're going to have like four people like us, an efficient and uh, a friend taking pictures. Nice. Yeah. And then we'll throw a big party and invite a bunch of people. Um, anyway, that's, that's some me news, I guess. Um, and we have regular news, uh, which on this show means that someone died, right? That's usually when we do news. Um, and, and in this case, yes, Ray Liotta has died at the age of 67. Yep. So that's sad. That's, that's young. Um, I personally have a problem with the deaths at the age of 67. Um, it's, that's how old my dad was. Yep. So it doesn't feel super young. I'm like, Oh no, that's just when people start dying. I guess. I don't don't know. Uh, I got that countdown clock in my head. Right. Yeah. It's awful. Like I, I guess growing up, you know, I know that my dad's 27 years older than me. So as soon as he dies, it's like, okay, well you've got 27 years to catch up. (laughs) Oh no. Uh, But anyway, back to Ray Liotta. That's, that's me. Um, uh, he did a lot of great work. I like um, uh, Goodfellas. Clearly, is is like his, one of his most famous roles. But you know, he's um, I liked his his dumb turn in that fucking Hannibal uh, movie. I never saw Hannibal. Oh, uh, well, don't watch it. It's not that great. <laughs> but if you want to see like Ray Liotta like eating his own brain or whatnot, and go for it. Oh, well, I definitely want to see that, especially now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, there, uh, there, there's the news. There's um, the news. There's the news. I have no idea how to transition out of that, and I feel kind of shitty for like laughing through the whole thing. So. <laughs> I have a transition for you. Uh, right before we get into the unbearable way to mess talent, um, because you're talking about Parks and Rec, I don't know if you noticed at the end of the movie, I'm pretty sure the city hall that you see at, like, that they're in front of whenever the movie ends, like, and they do the change and that we'll talk about in the spoilers. Uh-huh. Pretty sure that's the city hall from Parks and Rec. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty, because it has the same, like, statue above it, and I'm pretty sure, it's, which is the Pasadena City Hall. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't notice that at all. Yeah, I was. The, I saw it when I saw it the second time. I was like, "Wait a minute, that's the building for Parks and Rec." <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you saw it a second time. Yep. Oh, I'm excited to talk to you about this. Okay. Um, as Andrew mentioned, we are talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, the Nicolas Cage movie. Um, where Nicolas Cage plays Nick Cage. Uh, well, a fictionalized version of, of himself, and he's been very clear about that in interviews. He's like, no, that Nick Cage bears nothing in resemblance to, to who I am on a daily basis. Oh, like, Okay, dude. Sad. <laughs> right. He's, he's, uh, I read one interview where he said, yeah, he curses way, uh, way more than I do. <laughs> he's like, they got me saying an F-bomb like every two sentences. I don't do that. <laughs> We don't know that. I'll agree. I think he does. He just doesn't realize it. 
Anyway, uh, unfulfilled and facing financial ruin, actor Nick Cage accepts a $1 million offer to attend a wealthy fan's birthday party. Things take a wildly unexpected turn when a CIA operative recruits Cage for an unusual mission. Taking on the role of a lifetime, he soon finds himself channeling his most iconic and beloved characters to save himself and his loved ones. Nice. That's a good synopsis. Um, I didn't write it, so it's not just me being like, I'm awesome at writing uh, synopsis. That wasn't you patting yourself on the back? Right. Um, going into this movie, what I had assumed this movie was, because I had heard like sort of a, a, a version of that synopsis, uh, but my assumption going into the movie that it was that it was just like him, you know, like quoting a bunch of his roles at a birthday party. Yeah. But I was, that's not what this movie is. Not at all. At all. No. <laughs> oh man. Uh, released April 22nd, 2022. Um, uh, the development note that I've got is according to Nick Cage, he turned down the movie three or four times and was convinced to take the part after a handwritten letter from the director and writer, Tom Gormican or Gormican. Um, he said at that point he realized that there was some seriousness to the role, uh, and that he could bring something to it. Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah, I guess he was, a. a uh, you know, sort of afraid of, of it being, or, or, or just thought it was a silly idea. And didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. But it wasn't a silly idea. Uh, it was an awesome idea. It was an amazing idea. Uh, directed by Tom Gormican. Uh, I just said like a combination of both pronunciations and that was awful. I'm so sorry. Um, story by, written by Tom Gormican and Kevin Effin. Leads uh, Nicolas Cage as himself and Nicky Cage. Oh, man. His um, imaginary younger self. Nikki Cage was great. Uh, Nikki Cage was uh, based off a specific interview. Did, did you know this? Um, he was, he, there's an interview. You'll, you'll have to find it. I, and I forgot. Uh, he was promoting some movie and he was on some British show. And he's basically shows up and looks exactly like that. Mm-hmm. And then just proceeds to be real weird for like 20 minutes. Nice. <laughs> oh man. It was. Yeah. Anyway, um, also starring Pedro Pascal as Javi Gutierrez, the the uh, super fan mentioned earlier, uh, and a very sincere character. Like <laughs> Pedro Pascal's character in this is just like the nicest person. He's great, man. Like the I, he makes he makes the movie. It's so good. Uh I feel bad because the last time I talked about Pedro Pascal, I said that he wasn't the prettiest face in the world. He's a pretty face. And I, yeah, I would like to apologize for that and say that, uh, it's not my place to say who has a pretty face, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, in supporting roles, uh, Sharon Horgan as Olivia Henson, his uh, ex-wife, uh, Tiffany Haddish as Vivian, a CIA agent. Ike Barinholtz as Martin, and I I can never remember Ike Barinholtz's like name. Yeah, but he always reminds me of like an off-brand combination of Donnie and Mark Wahlberg. Okay, I can see that. I, I yeah, I just assumed he was related to them, but 
Uh, critical response, um, Rotten Tomatoes, 87% in both user and audience score. Uh, Metacritic, 67. Uh, I forget. Uh, critic score, 7.1. Audience score. And IMDb, 7.4. A little bit low for this movie. I uh, yeah. I mean, I Rotten Tomatoes seems right on track of, of where I would think it would be. Yeah, I would say like 90%. It would be a good... This is a really... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is, it is a great uh, meta movie, and I love Nick Cage. So, yeah, mine is uh, this was probably like a perfect Nick Cage movie. Um, it just hits all the right spots and was definitely worth seeing it twice, which I did. Um, so it sounds like you would suggest it. Oh yeah, go see it in theaters before it's out of the theaters, which it probably already is. I don't know why I looked at my oh, watch. Yeah, it's probably but... real soon. There were like just a few showings like around all of like Fort Worth. Yeah, it was pretty pretty sparse in Austin too. Yeah. But uh on June seventh, you can you can buy it digitally. Well that's... and I would say it's probably worth buying digitally. I would say that too. Um yeah, let's get into spoilers. Okay, let's do it. Spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. Uh, first, I want to talk about meta movies in general. Okay. Um, this movie, uh, if, if you haven't seen it, is is very meta. Like it, at one point, the idea in the movie is to make the movie that you're watching. Oh, it's so brilliant. Right. So good. Um, this might be the and, drugs talking, but we should have a really huge drug scene in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know. I, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew, another one of your favorite movies is hot fuzz, right? Oh yeah. Love hot fuzz. And, and, and Shaun of the dead. Yeah. All right. Which are both very meta movies as well. Yeah. And I think it's, it's one of those things, if it's done right, is, is great. And when it's done wrong, just comes off like super dumb. Which this was done, I feel, very right. Yeah. That whole, um, that whole maybe, drug scene, man. Just fucking hilarious. <laughs> like it, it climbing over the wall and stuff. Climbing over the wall, like saying that the guys are watching them. Oh my god! Yes, and then seeing two guys that look kind of similar but aren't the same guys, but they're on LSD. So, <laughs> oh man, what a oh man, what a funny movie! It was it was so funny. So, like we were talking about earlier, I you know I came in thought it was just gonna be like Nick Cage doing like Nick Cage impressions or whatnot. Yeah. Um. So, for it to take a turn to be like a fucking like CIA spy movie. Like right off the bat, yeah, with like a drug was, lord, yeah, was fantastic. Um, I didn't. It took me a while to see the sort of I get the the twist that it wasn't Pedro Pascal, like that they had the wrong guy. Yeah. Um, but like, which is a good thing. Um, what was what was Nick Cage's acting? It was like Nouveau something. 
I don't remember. Where he like Oh yeah, he's got some sort of fancy word for it. Where he like talked about how he his acting ability has shown him that Pedro Pascal is not the couldn't be the drug lord. And at the end of the movie he's like, I should have trusted my Novo <laughs> Novo whatever. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. I forgot about that that uh particular line in detail. Um Yeah, no, I think Nick Cage just He's just real charismatic. Yeah. Um, and then and then and we've talked about it on the show before. Like I've got a huge soft spot for Nick Cage. Like we did a Nick Cage episode, right? Mm-hmm. A top five Nick Cage's movie and movies, and it was hard to narrow it down to five. Yeah. Um, in fact, we ended up subbing a couple out because like right before we recorded it. Did we? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh. Some movie, uh, like we did Face Off, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. and Ghost Rider, and The Rock, maybe. Yeah, we had to have done that. But we didn't do like Con Air, and maybe that was on there originally. Um, um, did we do Gone in... I know I think Vampire's did... Kiss was always going to be on there. Yeah, I think we did Gone in 60 Seconds, too. I feel like I remember watching that for this show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... But anyway, um, so seeing him again and in, in a fun role and like the last movie that I had seen him in, I think was Mandy, right? Or, or pig. I think I watched pig. Mine was pig or Willie's wonderland. Yeah. And it's just, they're so dark and, and like, uh, not that sort of like nineties Nick cage action, Nick cage, right? Yeah. Um, so to see him sort of return to those uh, roots and, and being in a comedy uh, was 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 great. Yeah, I what did you think? I mean, this movie had so many great moments beyond what we've kind of already talked about. But just like bringing his family in at the end. Um, the great day that they have where they take drugs and then he finds the museum of Nick Cage memorabilia and, um, them just talking about doing the movie and him talking about the script and, um, I I just love the way Neil Patrick Harris says, throw that in the fucking trash whenever he's talking about the script. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's his acting style is called Nouveau Shamanism. Okay, is that what it was? That's what it was. But um, um, yeah, I just think what a what a great great acted movie. Pedro Pascal does a great job. Um, just being the most likable human being on the planet. Like you can you can really feel his hopes and dreams of like meeting Nick Cage and like. Like, whenever they're by the pool in the beginning of the movie, and he's, like, obviously, like, grabs a beer, tries to open it, but can't, so he, like, puts it back in the ice, and, uh, like, just how nervous he is. Yeah, it feels like, uh, I think I leaned over to Kristen and was like, if I were in Nick Cage, that would be me. Yeah. Like, it, right. it feels, like, it feels real, it feels genuine, all of the, the acting that Pedro Pascal does in this movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's 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 you know speaks well to 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 his acting ability and and you know um, I think Pedro Pascal is becoming one of my my favorite actors of of 
of what we got going on right now. Um, he, uh, like even, even in Wonder Woman 84, like he was like cheesy and over the top and I may have, uh, been a little hard on him yeah. when we recorded the episode, but I, I think he nailed the character that he was going for, you know? Right. Yeah, I think he did too. And he definitely nailed this character in, especially the 180 at the end, whenever you find out that it's his cousin, that's the like leader of the of the drug cartel and it's not him, mm-hmm. which you've kind of figured out by that point that it couldn't be him just because he's not like, there's no way like he's not ruthless at all. He's not, yeah. he's not mean at all. He doesn't have any characteristics of like what you would typically put towards somebody in that seat of power. And, um, I just love, love that. I love the end whenever or towards the end, whenever, uh, Nick Cage is being the uh, the Italian guy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, uh, and all his prosthetics. Yeah, all the prosthetics on his face is great. Uh, we haven't really talked the fact that it worked. Yeah, for a minute, for a little bit. Um, and then we haven't <laughs> talked about Nicky Cage. Nicky Cage was like bust out laughing when he first showed up like oh my god I can't believe they did Nick Cage is basically insane and imagines a younger version of himself who's this movie star like who gives him pep talks and kisses him on the mouth like I don't know just uh oh man (laughs) during that part uh like somebody got up and walked out and I heard some grumbling and I thought that guy walked out because, because they were on screen, like kissing each other and whatnot. And he came back like a couple minutes later. So I'm sure he just had like pee. Yeah. He was just super disappointed that he had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It was, Oh my God. Nikki cage was probably maybe my favorite character in there. I don't know. He's, um, it's just so over the top. Yeah. Right. It's so great. He's uh <clears throat> what is he, Nick fucking <laughs> Oh my god. Um Oh yeah, there it is. The character's based on the actor's infamous appearance on the talk show Wogan while promoting Wild at Heart. Okay. If you haven't seen that, if you're listening to this, go go uh YouTube that. Um Oh, speaking of YouTube, did you uh, ever end up seeing that scene that I was talking about? Which scene? Uh, where him and Pedro Pascal are like in the pool on like like uh, like floaty rings. Oh no, I had I didn't. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, they're just like lounging in the pool, and Pedro Pascal just like leans over and go and is like, uh, "What do you say we cut the chit chat a hole?" <laughs> And Nick Cage is like, is like coaching him and they go back and forth. I swear to God, it's like two or three minutes of just them quoting that line back and forth at each other mm-hmm. with Pedro Pascal. just like not being able to do it for like the longest time. Oh man. It's so funny. Apparently there were a bunch of scenes uh, cut out of the movie from uh, one of the things I was reading is that they, they had shot um, uh, like a gone in 60 seconds clip mm-hmm. with um 
uh, stylistically like uh, that movie that he's always talking about in the movie. Uh, oh, the, the, just... the Cabinet of Dr. Cal- Caligari. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's got this like 20s, like French Nouveau sort of uh, black and white thing, but it's like gone in 60 seconds. I bet it was probably during like the drug scene. <laughs> probably. That would make a lot of sense. Um, and uh, a couple other scenes that, that the uh, whoever uh, uh, made the thing, Lionsgate maybe. Uh, no, they did the distribution. Whoever, whatever film studio um, needed to cut it down for running time. Yeah. Um, and, and Nick Cage expressed some disappointment that those scenes were cut. I'm sure uh, they'll be really enjoyed them. They'll be on the DVD or on the digital version as like extended features or whatever. Um, they better be. Better be. I hope so. Yeah, like that's one of those things that like I want to see more of this movie, right? I think um, I agree. Uh, if it had been another twenty or thirty minutes, and it was just like I want another entire like feature length of just them hanging out. Yeah, they're right? they're really just too charming. Like their chemistry was amazing. Yeah, even if it like if they had made the movie that I thought they were making, where it's just Nicolas Cage at a birthday party, you know, for a weekend, and he's like. Uh, like at first he's reluctant about it, but then he gets into it, you know, and it's, he's just recreating scenes with some dude. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. So steal the declaration of independence. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And they go on like some sort of like fucking, uh, scavenger hunt that he's, you know, that he's set up throughout the town or something. Right. Yeah. That'd be great. I don't know, man. This movie was just so good. And it's one of those things where it's like, besides the points that I've already talked about, I don't really know what else to talk about. Like, the location was beautiful. I think they filmed in Hungary and Croatia. Um, and L.A., obviously, for the beginning parts and the I think the end part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really remember the music too, too well. I think it's kind of generic movie. Yeah. Oh, dude, that scene... When he fucking like drugs himself or like Uh tranks himself. Yeah. And then, (laughs) and then he's got to climb out the fucking window and he's like falling asleep. Yeah. Ah, that whole, that whole scene was great. That whole movie, man, was just great. I don't, I don't know. I don't really have much more to talk about it. I just go see it. Like if you haven't seen it and you sat through the spoilers of the show, like, what an amazing movie. Absolutely. Well, um, if that wraps up your final thoughts, then, then I guess we'll, we'll get out of here. Um, if again, if you want to see it, go see it in theaters, um, while it's out. If not, you can purchase it on, uh, June 7th, uh, should be available for rental on June 21st. Uh, it's, it's probably worth every penny. Uh, Andrew paid to see it twice, right? Yep. It's worth every penny. There you go. Um, oh, I wanted to talk about rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Um, I know we always say, hey, rate and review us on iTunes, leave a comment, whatnot. I finally went back and looked at our, our, at our ratings on iTunes mm-hmm. after uh, we had a one star and a five star. We have since gotten two more five stars, so we're up to four stars. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, so please do again, go, go, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. It helps, uh, pick up in the algorithm, um, and, and helps us get some visibility, more ears on the show and, and, uh, you know, bring our opinions to other people and, and hopefully they, they enjoy spending time with us. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, well, we're going to get out of here. Uh, next time we're going to talk about, uh, everything everywhere all at once. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, I believe is, is starring in that movie. Yes, I believe so. Um, and, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I've been wanting to watch it. And since you put it on the list, I'm like, hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, um, that's it. Uh, as always, remember, stay, stay hot and fresh, fresh everyone. everyone.